Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle. And I am thanking God that I can get to be your dream coach for about 30 to 35 minutes every week. And I hope you're being hoped up, not hyped up, but hoped up as I distribute hopium throughout the world through this podcast called Wake Up In Your Dream. Um, please share this out. Um, I know it. we have, I think, 192,000 downloads or something like that right now. We, we are... Um, it is gaining some traction. People are loving hope. People need hope. If you can give somebody hope today, you can give them life tomorrow. Uh, it's the hope of the gospel. It's the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5, 5 says, hope no longer disappoints us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So I am so privileged to be with you again this week. And I have a special guest back on with us this week, uh, my my wonderful friend, Dean Briggs. Um, I love the apostolic teacher that he is to the body. He brings clarity. He's like, I, I, I liken him unto Bill Johnson and some of the things he says, because Bill Johnson says a sentence that would take a normal person about, I don't know, five or six paragraphs to, to bring forth the, the succinct revelation. And that's what... I believe you're going to get to get get from Dean today as we share on visualizing your victory part two. And uh, because we need to see ourselves seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. We need to see ourselves seated at the right hand of the father. But how do you see yourself when you're when you're bogged down in the miry clay? How do you see yourself in victory when when you're being bombarded by the enemy? How do you see yourself in the victory that God has purchased in Christ Jesus, when when you feel defeated, when you feel when you can only see the the walls of the pit all around us, or where you can only see all the darkness in the valley of the shadow of death, what do you do, and how do you shift your gaze? Colossians chapter three verse two says, "Set your heart, or set your affections, or set your sight on the things that are above." Sometimes you got to just with all your tenacity run to the throne. You got to change your position. You got to stop looking at the walls of the pit and you need to look above. There's no ceiling on a pit. There's no ceiling on a pit. You can still look up and you if where you gaze to is where you go to. Your gaze determines your days. So without further ado, I want to bring on my great friend Dean Briggs. Thank you so much again, my brother. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to YouTube. And welcome back to the world. Hey, Barry. Great to be with you. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. When we did those those um, brought, um, podcasts on Covenant, man, I got a lot of great feedback. If you guys, um, obviously you can go to uh, Dean Briggs. Uh, you can go to as a... No, that's your email. DeanBriggs.com. DeanBriggs.com. Um, but you can also, you can sign up here at DeanBriggs.com backslash 
sign up, go.deanbriggs.com backslash sign up for our listeners. Go there and you can get a lot of different resources. But um, we did, I don't know, it was about three or four months ago, maybe even five or maybe seven months ago, we did a a back-to-back four-part series on Covenant that was excellent. And you can get uh, a lot more resource out of that about, uh, you know, moving from um, karmic Christianity and into a new covenant. There is such a a dearth, um, a cornucopia of, of things that the kingdom of God has that we've never tapped into. The, the saddest thing is just surviving as a Christian. That's the saddest thing, I think, for, for, a, for a believer, when you can thrive, when you can be living the life of the kingdom, when you can begin to give God what he paid for, which is your success in life, that you have opportunity to be partner with. You are a co-creator and co-heir with Christ Jesus. That means you have a co-responsibility to, to bring the kingdom to the earth. So we're going to get into all that today. But Dean, can you just share a little bit about your life again in case uh, people uh, missed the last episode and they're picking up a new today? Sure. Uh, uh, formerly a church planter, I uh, planted my first church with uh, one of my best friends when I was 25, pastored that church for 11 years Wow. Uh, until my wife uh, at the time, my wife uh, developed breast cancer wow. and uh, it was a rapid decline 14 months diagnosis to wow. death wow uh, i was not yet 36 years old when she passed away and uh, we had four boys under the age of 11 uh, went through a very dark period uh, but the lord beautifully brought a fiery red-headed widow into my life she had four kids i had four kids wow. we now are celebrating our 18th anniversary um this month, at the end of this wow. month, at the end of and, July, uh, at the end of July, at the end of July, July thirtieth. Thank you. We have now been married to each other more than we had been to our previous spouses. Seven boys, one girl, six grandkids, sixth child getting married, um, and uh, it's 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 a good full life. And the mm-hmm. Lord has taught me many things through, as He does all of us, and the the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, Barry the. I got it from an Amy Grant song years ago, but she got it from a old, you know, an old saying. And, but it's true. The same sun that melts the wax will harden clay. And so uh, the, the, the circumstance is not the issue. It's what are you made of? And so you can either choose to soften under withering and difficult and challenging times, or you can harden. Wow. And uh, a hard heart is a is is a tragedy. Yeah. When there is so much of the goodness of God yet to be known in the land of the living, but the wow. sun beats down and it's a scorching heat. And the question is, will you grow soft under that, or will you grow hard? Yeah. the The rain falls on the just and the unjust. It's just it's so, not what it's it's how we respond to the trials because life is is a process and are we making progress in the midst of the process 
And what is it like? What is it like in the substance? Because it's it, it, the the difference is not the seed that is sown; it's the soil in which it's sown into. So you know, some some seed produces 30, 60, 90, 100 fold, but it's not the seed that is the determining factor. It's the soil. It's the heart. And prepare. And and today, ladies and gentlemen. We are here to prepare your heart for you, for your greatest moments. And we're here to, for you to visualize your victory, even the, in the midst of its seemings cataclysmic failure. And so what do you do when you don't see what you've been looking for? The expected outcome for a Holy Ghost preacher and a man full of faith and power is deemed like the day, I mean, those month, those months, excruciating months of of disappointment uh, you know can can really pave the trajectory of your life or it can be a gateway of greater opportunity i'm 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 you know as we've been chatting on and off off um recording here um when when thomas who's inside the inner inner sanctum with the other disciples at this moment. The 11 disciples are finally back together. There's only 10 the first time. So Jesus arose on, on, the, on the first day. But on the eighth day, seven days later, when Jesus came back on the eighth day, ladies and gentlemen, I say to you, this is your eighth day. This recording for you today, this podcast for you today is a day of new beginnings. This, this is for the Thomases. This is for the Thomases that missed it the first time. This is for the Thomases that weren't there to receive the good report that Jesus was alive. When, when Jesus showed up the second time on the eighth day, he says, Thomas, put your fingers in my hand. Put your hand in my side and see it's not me. And, he, and this is what Thomas said. I believe because I see. And Jesus says, Blessed. Now, that's the Greek word makarios, ladies and gentlemen. Blessed. Makarios means nothing missing. Everything supplied. It also means happy and blissful. Is the man who believes when he does not see. Jesus said, blessed are they that, that don't see what they've been believing. So what have you been believing for that you haven't seen, which makes you blessed? What does that mean? I want to tell you, every time you get a no from the enemy, you get, a, you get a yes in the bank of grace. And here's the deal. You don't know when the harvest is supposed to come. Your expected outcome isn't your sense of victory. So we're not trying to visualize your victory of the expected outcome. We're trying to vis get you to visualize your dependency on the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and it's him, the father, that brings the increase. Your job is to sow. Your job is to water. His job is to bring the increase. And can I get you today to submit to the process? Because when the, progress, when the process is done, progress will be made and you will be propelled into greater things then you would have not had the opportunity, had the problem, had the pain, had the death, had the peril, had the trauma not come against you. This, this podcast today, ladies and gentlemen, are going to shift your gaze off of what you're going through and put it on who, who you're going to. I mean, Dean, 
I asked you. So, wait, you know, Barry, I haven't heard you say that. Say that again. Say that last phrase. Uh, which one? You said it. The, it's going to shift your gaze off of what you're going through yeah. onto who you're going to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what we're doing. And no, no matter where we find ourselves, Dean, we have to every day. Somebody say every day. Every day. I got to shift my gaze off of what I'm going through because this realm will want to give you facts that are far beneath the truth of what is going on. The bigger picture, the, 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 per, the, the per, uh, perspective, sorry, the perspective of what, where we are seated, the perspective of the victory gives us the perceptions on the earth. But every day the enemy is trying to capture your imagination and you need you need to protect the land called image nation you need mm. to protect the polaroid snapshots you need you need to make sure your optical uh sensory is fully attentive on the things that are above so dean we we i mentioned to you and i, and I said dean would you mind if i ask you a vulnerable question he said he said i'm okay with it now i wasn't at one point but now I'm, I'm, I'm healed, been married for another 18 years now, have beautiful uh, children and grandchildren. And, and um, so how in the world, Dean, does somebody overcome something that you were believing, but you didn't see what you were seemingly yeah. believing for? Yeah, Barry. I mean, uh, I, I, I I will answer that, but you just threw out so many things there that every one of them was so good. I, it's interesting. I was just reading that that passage with Thomas, right? Because I was doing a chronology of the life of Christ just to kind of get certain between the four Gospels. They all tell it just a little bit different. So I was trying to map it out, and I was struck all over again by what you just said. It was. Uh, uh, a full week later on the eighth day mm. that Thomas got his visitation. And what struck me about that was the patience of God for Thomas's sake. It's not like Jesus was kind of, you know, looking at his watch, like, um, you know, I'm on a schedule here. Yeah. I've got to ascend pretty soon. Let's get caught up to the program. Right. Thomas. It wasn't two or three days later. Jesus w- eventually went to Galilee and, and uh, uh, spent the majority of that time in Galilee, but he waited for over a week in Jerusalem just to make sure that Thomas was included. Yeah. Thomas got his moment of revelation that Thomas could catch up. However, right, wrong, or indifferent, see and believe, not see uh, and still believe, yeah. Jesus waited for Thomas. And um, I, th- that to me, between our sessions here, uh, you know, as we recorded these two back to back, you were just commenting on um, how to how to weather those storms of seeing the victory and, and visualizing the victory. And we talked in the, our last podcast about you know, the power of faith activated promises through confession and, and laying hold of these things. And, and you and I both were just kind of realizing that there is a, 
there's such a triumphant dimension to that that we have to hold on to. We can't water that down. You can't diminish it just because it might seem unreachable to some mm -hmm. because it is true and it's how we progress from faith to faith and glory to glory. But the fact is sometimes those truths can be so they can, they can come across like it's rarefied air for the mm. super saint. Right. And that unless you are of a certain stature, that life is just beyond you. No. And meanwhile, you know, here, here, here we are, the rest of us just slogging it out and hoping for the day of his return because right. life is too broken to be victorious. And so I, I think there's something really near and dear in the heart of God. Uh, a bruised wick, he will not extinguish. A broken reed, he will not uh, break. You know, there's something near and dear to all of us in our weakness, our struggle. Uh, that he wants to be present uh, in, in that he, he he'll wait the seven days wow. for us in our unbelief to still get a revelation. And so he's waiting, he's waiting for seven, the number of perfection. He's waiting for that perfected moment. He's waiting. For, and I want to tell just before Dean gets right deep into, you know, how do you visualize victory in the midst of the Valley? How do you visualize victory? still in the midst of the valley to bring you out to where you need to be and become everything that God's called you to be uh, and, and beyond actually all you could ever ask, think, or imagine. But I, I want to say that God is coming today for the Thomases, the ones that you, you couldn't believe the, the you're overwhelmed. Uh, I want to tell you, he's coming for the 200 that stayed at the, at the river Besor when David went down and recaptured his wives and his children, when the 200 had to stay at the place of refreshing. He, this podcast is for you today. Th this, this is for the Thomases. And I want to tell you, don't change your confession to line up with your circumstance. Don't change. You cannot change the validity of the word of God to meet your circumstance, what you're going through. But the word of God will transform, will create, and will give you stability in the midst of it all. Don't, don't allow your circumstances to mold your theology. It must be molded around the word, the inerrant, everlasting, eternal word that saved you and now is transforming your mind. You need, you need, so your, spirit, you need your spirit reformed you need your mind transformed so that you can have a restored body and restored life anyway dean i, I just you know so in our last podcast we talked about the power of illumination yeah we talked about the, the seven the branched candlestick inside what the photons right the photo yeah the new photographs yeah. The, the seven branch candlestick, which is the illuminating power of the spirit within the tabernacle of our, uh, uh, of our body. Um, and and I'm, I'll just segue with the uh, passage in second Corinthians where Paul says it's, he's talking about the same reality. God who said, let light shine out of darkness. Hmm. See Genesis. There's so much in the first three chapters of Genesis that literally set the theology, the tone and wow. uh, the understanding of all the revelation of the, the, the rest of the 66 books. Wow. God spoke and brought light out of darkness. And that is ever what he is doing. 
So the good news is the darker your life may feel, right. the, the, the more primeval circumstance it may seem, the more creative his, his power is, his spirit brooding over yeah. the waters, yeah. his yeah. voice thundering out of the darkness to bring light. Yeah. God who said, let light shine out of the darkness has shown in our hearts. That's what we looked at. Yeah. The eyes of our spirit would be enlightened. The eyes of our heart would be enlightened so that we can know the hope of his calling. So it, that light is shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But it says this, we have this treasure. What's that treasure? Where? The light within. We have this treasure in jars of clay in earthen vessels. Why? To show that the surpassing greatness of his power belongs to God and not to us. Mm. And that's one of those kind of triumphant verses until you keep reading. <laughs> We're afflicted. We're <laughs> afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, yeah. but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested. In other words... I think Paul is drawing explicitly and specifically mm. on, on uh, uh, the Old Testament story of uh, Gideon facing the Midianites. Mm. And the mm -hmm. strategy the Lord gave him was take your pot, your earthen vessel, your jar of clay. Wow. Come on now. Hide a light inside of it and surround the enemy with the testimony of shattered vessels. Surround the enemy from a higher place where God takes us, even in our pain, even in our brokenness, even in the valley of our despair and darkness, yeah. crushed but not perplexed, uh, persecuted but not abandoned. All, all these verses, that light has been deposited inside of us. And in our some of our most trying, desperate, dangerous moments, it can seem lost or hidden. But in our brokenness, mm. the light shines forth. See, Gideon did not win by hiding the light and keeping it in that state, nor did he uh, uh, achieve triumph by simply pulling the light out. There was a shattering of the earthen vessel. Wow. There, there was a breaking of that, that, that clay pot. And here we are, mm. all of us. Right. The light of Christ in our clay pot. We we endure trials, tribulations. We are perplexed. We are confused. Life doesn't make sense many, many times. But the light within us mm. has the power in the brokenness that we experience, the humiliations, the things that where everything seems like it's against us. Now, this is where it gets tricky because yeah. there's still a greater confession there's still a higher praise. There's still a, a truth to be laid hold of. Yeah. But, but where people lose it sometimes is they think they have to divorce themselves from the reality of what they're going through. Mm -hmm. and, and that word of faith confession almost becomes this magical denial of reality. No, yeah. reality is still quite real yeah. and present but we are appealing to an even greater reality yeah. in our pain. Right. Go, go ahead, Barry. Oh, no, I just, uh, so 
a spiritual father of mine, Dr. Tony Slay from Tennessee, he says, Barry, to get power, you need a negative and you need a positive. Mm. He says, you never get power. unless." And so when Jesus got baptized in the Holy Spirit, the dove came down. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And then he is, he goes into the wilderness and the Bible says that he's led in the wilderness by the spirit. Some, some translation said he's led into the wilderness, but he went into the wilderness. We know that. But then it says that he was led in the wilderness. Mm. So when you're in the wilderness, you're still being led. But here's the deal. Jesus got tempted with everything. Lust the eyes, lust the flesh, pride of life at his weakest point. But at the end of the day, he used the word of God. He said, he says, you know, when he says, if you're hungry, turn these stones into to bread. And he says, uh, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. Anyway, he, he quotes the word. He uses the word, right? The word which will change, will defend, which will create the atmospheres and the environments that we need to keep going forward. That, But he says he, he went into the wilderness full of the spirit, but at the end of it, he said he came out full of power. Wow. Everything you go through is is promoting and profiting a better payday. What you're going through is increasing your grace. That's what I started. The scripture I talked about with Thomas is that blessed are they that uh, believe when they don't see. When you keep believing in the midst of everything that is contrary, everything, the expected outcomes did not happen. When you keep believing, there is a greater grace level where there's much sin there's much greater grace made available to you. And there's a day of reckoning. There's a day of restitution that will come if you keep standing. Because the Bible says, if you stand and all things stand, you'll see the good, you'll see the deliverance of the Lord in the land of the living. It's the standing. It's the, what we began to talk about earlier on the last episode was perseverance, persistency and consistency Keep even though you got to grit your teeth and even though you got to maybe even take your leg by you with your hands and, and put it in front of you because you don't know how you're going to walk forward the next day. If you just keep standing, if you just keep walking, if you just keep declaring, you will see the deliverance of the Lord. But you will not only just see a payback, but you'll see a pay forward. The things that are coming against you are your payday. The things that are coming against you are about to launch you into greater things than you would have not had the opportunity had they not come against you because of the greater grace that God put in that situation before time began that you tapped into by your persistency and your consistency and your perseverance. So good, Barry. I, you know, I think... Uh, one of the great challenges, and it's why we need revelations, why we need illumination in our yes, inner man, yes, sir, is yes. to see the upside down nature of the kingdom. Yeah. We think right side up in yeah. a carnal way too much, yeah, and we have to get right side up in a spiritual way, which means the carnal mind has to be turned upside down. Yeah, we think uh, that when we're strong, we're strong. But mm -hmm. it's in our weakness that he is strong. Yeah, We think that uh, when we're uh, triumphant in this or that, that grace is flourishing in us. But he makes grace abound in our weakness and sin even yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 so, and so 
some of these things that we're seeking to lay hold of in victory, the, the way God defines victory, depending on the circumstance, is often different than how we do. Sometimes God is willing to humiliate the enemy by a saint who simply refuses to give up. Yeah. And that saint, maybe they're called to be a millionaire yeah. and, uh, and to prosper wildly in the kingdom. But God takes them through 20 failed businesses. <laughs> you could be and, like Link, Link, Abraham Lincoln, who lost at everything until he became the president of the United States. Everything. Exactly. Yeah. And so that 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 man who at the 19th attempt is thinking, I, 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 I am so discouraged. I have held on to this promise. I have believed. Yeah. And everything I've touched has not turned to gold, but turned to mold, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yet in the quiet of his soul, see, there are very few truly hopeless people. Wow. Uh, the, the extinguishment wow. of, of hope is one of the final acts of, uh, of, of despair that few people truly reach in their life because hope is one of the most resilient. Yeah stubborn, unyielding forces. You can have a hundred million units of despair and a single dim flickering unit of hope will keep you going. So beautiful. Uh, we think that, that hope is most triumphant when it's equally matched to our circumstance. No hope is most glorious when it refuses to yield its last and final breath. And so that guy <laughs> who's failed 19 times lays yeah. in bed one night and he's ready to give up. And instead, Eureka. He says, tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to try again. Yeah. And, and there's something about that process that is actually more triumphant in the spirit and more glorious to the Lord than his final victory right. is to that man. To that man, he says, I'm victorious when on the 20th business, he finally strikes it rich and those prophetic words come true. Yeah. The Lord says, every time you, you failed to yield and kept going in spite of what you saw, every time was a victory in the records of heaven. And all, and that's what you're saying. Every one of those circumstances is your payday. Yeah. His payday became apparent to him in the 20th business. Yeah. But he had already reaped, uh, he had already stored up eternal treasures over 19 failures yeah. simply by not giving up. There's, there's a statement that the Lord gave me several years ago. Um, it, life is not uh, a desperate driving towards a destination of destiny. But life is more about the fluidity of a purpose fulfilled. There's the ebbs and flows of life along the journey of pro of the process of life where you where you are going through this, you know, the, these moments of, of uh, valleys and mountains and plains and and just the pro the beauty and, and enjoy, enjoy the war, enjoy the the beauty and the splendor of life in the midst of death. I tell you, the scripture that I cannot get away from in this season it's just lining up so perfectly with what you're just talking about, uh, Dean, if I could just read it here in second yep. Corinthians chapter 12, verse nine. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect 
in weakness. My strength is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And 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 I began to you know muse and mutter and meditate and and ask God to give me revelation on this and it be, and just be un, unveiled to me is that he. The weakness that he's making reference to is not weak in body or emaciated because I don't take care of my physical body or I'm not weak in character. It's when I am determined to live the fullness of the dream of God, the life of God, the purpose of God, and I'm pressing into and beyond and I get into waters that are above my head. Yeah. When I when I am operating at a pay grade that is far beyond me, and when I'm taking a swing at a higher weight class, this is what he's talking about. That's the walk of faith. When you find yourself in the midst of it, where you're still, my strength is made perfect in your weaknesses. When we are, when we are at our weakest is when his, his grace is perfect. His strength is perfected, but there is the most availability of the enabling power of God. Because God's grace is God's enabling power. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, And God is able to make all his grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound to every good work and charitable donation. God's grace, I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, listening and watching online today, God's grace is more than sufficient for what you're going through. And I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that each and every one of you would receive the greater grace than the evil of the day. The greater grace than the battle. Eyes to see, ears to hear, mind to perceive, and the ability to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So, Dean, how, how do you, I don't know if you want to philosophically address this or you want to practically address this, but how do you, how do you see the the eventual victory in the valley of the shadow of death? Yeah, you know, you talked about Jesus in the wilderness and the confession of the word. Yeah. And, I mean, there's, there's, there, you know, uh, all, all of these conversations, Barry. There's we we can only cover what we can cover in thirty minutes, and there's yeah. ten tributaries of truth and yeah. grace and the disciplines of the Lord. Well, and, I got to keep it coming back somehow. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, I'm actually reminded uh, of a truth that the Lord showed me out of Hosea that I think will will really speak to some of your listeners and viewers okay. today. Please. Out of Hosea two, Hosea two it says uh, in verse fourteen, therefore behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness. And speak tenderly to her. Now, first, I'm going to read verse 14 and 15, but just verse 14. This is the the, the romance of the bridegroom for the bride. This is uh, God speaking to Israel, but it's a it's a lesson to all of us in terms of what He does with the, the ecclesia, the church corporately, and us individually. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's the kingdom upside down. Uh, Barry, I I would challenge you as a husband to try to allure your wife yeah. by leading her into the wilderness, <laughs> right? It's not, it's not what we think is the right way to go. She don't to... like camping. <laughs> <laughs> not in the desert. And so, so when I think of a romantic time with my wife, I don't think I think about a nice dinner and some candlelight. I don't think about 
a a cold, barren wasteland, mm-hmm. scorching in the day and frozen uh-huh. at night with no food or resources no. and surrounded by wild animals. No. But the Lord says, I'm actually going to lead you into that place where you don't have any of your props. Wow. You don't have any of your support wow. systems. You don't Whoa. have anything but me. So, okay. I, I, sorry. Just to bring no. illumination here. This is the process that we've all been going through specifically over the last four years. Really, God is trying to get rid of the props, trying to get rid of the comfort, the convenience of the world system, getting rid of the idols, the props. I, I mean, sorry, I just wanted to make sure no. that people didn't. Miss no, you're right. Thing. You're right on track. He's been in a global cycle of leading us into the wilderness, wow. stripping away the things that we thought made for yeah relationship with him or success in life or that we leaned on uh the idols get revealed and purged all of this stuff that's his idea of romance where it's just us with him and if you think about it that's right where all the you know it's not it's not how do i distract myself with netflix and you know Mm. we just do this thing over here. No, it's eye to eye, heart to heart, soul to soul. He says, actually in the wilderness, that's where you'll depend on me more than ever. Wow. And so So in the wilderness, he allures, he speaks tenderly, but then verse 15, there I will give her vineyards. It says, if you'll be willing to follow me to the barren place, I'll show you how I'll make it fruitful. I'll show you where you least expect life, how to find the most life. I'll show you the wine of the spirit, the oil of joy, the gladness of heart, all these things that the the journey out can seem like you're getting further and further away from civilization, goodness, and hope. But actually in that place, when it's just us and him, he turns the most barren soil to fruitfulness again. But then he says this curious phrase, and I'll make the Valley of Achor a door of hope. And this is the thing that just unpacked to me. What would, do you know the specific that, environment? That's the key. That's the actual key. The Valley of Achor. So in, in, uh, when Israel was beginning to possess her promises, now here we are, Barry. We're talking yeah. about visualizing the victory. Yeah. We're talking about the beating heart we talked about in the last podcast, the laying hold in confession and faith of the promises of God. Mm. Well, Israel reached a point where after 40 years of unbelief, they were ready to possess the promised land. And they entered the promised land. They had a quick victory at Jericho, but the next place they went was the city of Ai. Right. And in Ai, there was a secret sin that became a national shame. They were told, don't take anything from the city. It's all under the ban. And a man named Aiken took uh, uh, some of what the booty that he found, some of the prize, and he hid it. And then they tried to go to the next battle, and they didn't win. And so now Aiken is, he thinks he's uh, in, in a secret sin But they go through a lottery process. Joshua lines up the 12 tribes, and they draw straws. Who's the tribe? And then they draw within that tribe. I don't remember which tribe it was. Who's the clan? 
Then they draw within the clans. Who's the family? You can just imagine Aiken's, you know, shrinking confidence. Yeah. yeah. My sins are about to be found out. And mind you now, it's not just his sin, but the whole nation is judged for his sin. Wow. This is in the in the possession of the promises, this is a national humiliation. Wow. This is the exact opposite. In fact, if I was going to try to have an encouraging story to tell to Canada, to America, I would talk about here in America. Remember in World War II at the Battle of Iwo Jima or, you know, George Washington in the frozen winter of 1776 crossing the, you know, the Delaware in Canada. It would be, you know, some epic story in the founding fathers, uh, a, a moment like that. No, the, the, the story of encouragement here when you're drawn into the wilderness is not a, a, a day of national pride and triumph. It's a day of national humiliation and shame. Wow. And God says, part of what I will do in the wilderness is bring you to confront your shame. Mm. Part of what I will do is bring you the valley of Achor is where Achan was stoned by Israel. It came down to wow. the, the, the uh, his sin was found out by lottery and he and his family were put to death and they heaped a pile of stones over it and, uh, and called it the valley, the, 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 that, that, that memorial was a national shame mm. and it was in the Valley of Achor named after Achan. Wow. And God says, I'm going to bring you back to your place of shame. Hmm. I'm going to bring you back to the place where you felt the weakest. See, there's actually a hidden story in this. Achan was guilty, but embedded in the story is the guilt of a nation that fell on one man. Hmm. This is a hmm. gospel story wow. where Christ was made our sin. He, one man took upon himself the sin of all. Now, Achan was guilty and Christ was innocent, but it is the power of substitution where Jesus became the sin of our shame. Yeah. And in that place, God says, I'm going to get you where it's just you and me. All your props are gone. You will look square at one of your most humiliated. Some of you, you watching are thinking even now, you know what it is. I don't know how to truly confront my divorce. Mm. I don't know how to truly confront the death of my child. I don't know how to confront the fact that uh, I, I lost my spouse. I had thousands of people praying all over the world, Barry, mm. and I believed she was going to be healed and she wasn't healed. And it was a, a, a tragedy beyond words for me and my family. It was a shame I carried in terms of, you know, sure. what did I not do? Yeah. What did I not do in yeah. faith? How right. did I not? right what what did i miss and the lord has steadily over the years brought me to a wilderness where he opens a door of hope through what should drown me in shame wow. he says see how i take the the penalty i take the price i become aiken i become the guilt bearer and where you think the ground is a desert it's infertile. It's barren. I'm going to bring out vineyards. 
I'm going to speak tenderly to you. Wow. And what has kept you bound in shame and brokenness, I'm, go I'm going to lead you through that breaking until my light shines and transforms your darkness into glorious light. This is the way he does it in tenderness, in kindness, in faithfulness. When we are on our last leg, our last breath of hope, in that final hour, he comes in and he causes vineyards to flourish in the barren soil of our, of our life. He causes our shame to be broken. He opens up doors of hope in the least likely places. That's why he brings us to the wilderness, because wow. we will carry Achan with us, and it will always limit our ability to relate to him with confidence until he brings us to the point of turning it the grave into a, a, a door of hope. Yeah. There is a, a, a day coming for all of us where we learn to dance on our graves. Wow. We learn to dance on the places that have brought us the most pain, not because the pain wasn't real or the event is somehow a, a denial of, of our past history, but because his mercy and love triumph over it. And he teaches us to dance through those moments. Haggai, it, it says, will be like um, cows released from the stall, and we will right. dance Skipping. upon our enemy, as yes. celebrating and dancing upon our enemy and crushing them into dust. There, there's, a, there's a release coming for us in this season. I believe that uh, uh, a season of restitution and rest and the restoration of all things is upon us where the culmination of all the negativity, the culmination, and it's in really found in, in the fifth gospel, which I call the book of Isaiah, yes, <laughs> Isaiah right. 60 is uh, one, two, and three. It says, arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Though there yes. be darkness on the earth and deep darkness on the people, my glory will rise upon you and be seen on you. And, and according to the brightness of on which you allow the glory of the come, so the kings shall come. The, the glory that once of your captors is now become yours. This is Isaiah 60, verse 6. And anyway, I, what a tremendous um, scripture analogy of the door of hope in in, in acor and um it's really interesting um something sparked when you talk then begin to talk about ai because ai is the next big weapon uh that that's going to be used. oh my goodness yes yeah wow there's, so there's yeah. something on that that we need to study out because god you know hides the obvious in the in the right right <laughs> Anyway, Man, that's that's I've got to ponder that, Barry. But you know what? Can I can I just pray for those that are watching? I, I think so many are going to say, I know my Valley of Acor and I haven't uh, I haven't known my way through it. I've avoided yeah. it. I've hidden yeah. from it. Yeah. I don't want God to see it, yeah. but he already does. He already does. He wants to lead you into the wilderness yeah. so that he can open it up as a doorway mm -hmm. of hope. God, I'm asking. Yes. For those that feel most broken, most beat down, most defeated, God, we want to visualize a different kind of victory where we become trophies of your grace, where you turn our most shameful moments into the triumph of Christ, where you open up hope yeah. in despair, where you redeem our past and give us a certain good future. God, I'm asking for grace today 
that you would breathe on the coals that have burned to their lowest uh, uh, flickering uh, ability to warm the soul uh, of those that are struggling, that have been addicted to uh, pornography or gone through the shame of circumstances that leave them feeling broken, that have uh, children that have, have suffered from divorce or uh, husbands and wives that are wounded in, in the battles of marriage that are uh, uh, bankruptcy declared, sickness in the body, these different things that you paid a price. One man took upon himself the sin of it all so that our aching moments, our valleys of acor could become doors of hope. God, I'm asking for you to breathe on the embers yeah. Yeah. of spirits far and wide around the world. Anyone who sees this, even to share it, those that, that, that just feel unction, share this podcast with someone who needs yeah. a door of hope to open out of their most shameful moments. God, mm. I'm asking for you to breathe on wow. their, their souls with life, strengthen them, raise them up. Surely they will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, and they will know that a table has been prepared for them in the midst of their enemies, that you yeah. are that you are leading them into all triumph, even in their weakest moments, simply by trusting in you, refusing to yield hope that maketh not ashamed. God, would you raise up a fierce band of, of uh, love? I think uh, uh, Barry out of song of Solomon, they came up out of the wilderness leaning on their beloved. That's wow. what happens when he lures us out there and speaks tenderly. And we pass through the door of hope. We come back out. It says, who is this? Like an army with banners. It's the procession of Solomon. Uh, that army with banners, but the beloved terrible comes banners. out. Leaning, <laughs> terrible banners. Yeah. But, the, but the beloved comes out leaning on her beloved. Mm. Uh, this is what happens. We're leaning on him. And we are impervious in those moments where our bones are broken and reset. We are stronger than we think we can be. Oh, amen. So battle-hardened saints. You've been through the wars. You've been, you've been found in the valleys, and you're going through the door of Acor. You are about to come. Hope no longer disappoints us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Lean on the Savior, as you come up and out of the wilderness, you'll come out of the wilderness yoked with him. I, I decree and declare his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Today, I'm saying unyoke from your personal slavery to your, your victory according to your expected outcome. Unyoke from your personal slavery to the things of the past. Unyoke from the trauma, unyoke from those other things and yoke up and, and lean on and, and walk beside your savior. Be excellent at what is good. Be innocent at what is evil. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Your most victorious days are about to happen. So bless you, Dean. Uh, thank you so much for ministering so wonderfully and beautifully and vulnerably to our to the our listeners and to the people viewing us on YouTube, uh, we love you guys, um, Dean. So if people want to sign up, just go dot backslash sign up, and that's yes, where people can learn more about you and, and get on your 
mailing list. Yes, and, uh, that's exactly right. And try to get a hold of him through under through. You can go to Dean Briggs at deanbriggs.com. Email him if you want to sew into in, into his ministry. He'll be able to email you back and tell you how. Once again, Barry Miracle, uh, so so glad that we've had this opportunity. We're 51 minutes in, and um, I, I think it's going to go fast for all those that were listening. And I know that you'll be wanting more of this topic of hope and visualizing the victory, even in the midst of the valley. Go to barrymiracle.ca for more resources. If you want to sow a seed there, you can go. You can sow by PayPal to our ministry, Take Charge Ministries. But uh, we're moving around the world. We're going around the world. We're preaching the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We're preaching the gospel of salvation and the gospel of the kingdom. We are preaching the full gospel with signs, wonders, and miracles. And if you want to sow into that, um, you you got to sow where you want to go. So if you want to sow into Dean or, or into our, our lives and our ministries, um, we know that you would reap a great harvest. Until next week, this is Barry Miracle and Dean Brings signing off. Much love to you all. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us then. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.